Welcome to the Electrician Success Podcast. I'm Greg Allen, and this is your daily performance boost. Hey everyone, really excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. We've got Chris Petrig, who is a comms and electrical dual trade professional, and he's had nearly 20 years of experience in the trade, and super excited to have you here today with us. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and we're going to be covering off on some productivity hacks and things that you can do to really maximize your performance on site or within your business that you work for. So thanks again for joining us, and I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and your experience and what you've been up to. Yeah, so my name Chris Patrick. I'm an electrical and telecommunications professional with uh, over 17, nearly 18 odd years experience yep. in all aspects of electrical, comms, along with that, the education department, uh, hospitals, the telco industry, and also now starting to venture into the mining sector. Yeah. Uh, slight different practices they uh, have out there, but I think with a few changes might be able to um, get some of the standards up a bit. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So like really, really diverse range of skills and expertise. Yeah, and, and, and with the skill sets, you know, with the electrical, electrical is its own field. When you yeah. get to comms, you've got different fields um, uh, under that. Yep. You've got the CCTV, MATV, security, fire detection, general network cabling, category five, six, seven, six yep. E, yeah. all these different kinds of cabling. Then you go into fiber optics. Um, each of these have their own individual skill sets. Yep. Uh, splicing fibers, you know, it's uh, does it requires a certain technique. And, um, you know, today's topic is on productivity. So how we go about utilising knowledge and experience, I want to be able to share that with uh, other people out in the field. Yeah, awesome. Mm. I think a lot of people will pick up a lot from you today. So, And it's great that you've had all of those. So all of those things in data you just said, you've had experience in all of those things yep, as well? all of them, as well as working for myself, you know, as an electrical and telecommunications contractor, you know, getting the stock, even if uh, not knowing much about that particular material, self-teaching, looking into uh, gaining knowledge yourself yeah. um, on that particular product. So when you see the customer, you've got 100% guaranteed installation that they're going to be happy with. Yeah. If I wasn't happy with it, I wouldn't sell that product. Yeah, Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. So what do you really love about the trade, would you say? The trade itself, so diverse there's so many different aspects you can be in and as well as that you've got the different departments you've got um, different fields the hospital department you know whenever you work in them surgical areas uh, there's different levels of installation practices that need to be applied for yeah. that to get over the line yeah. um, uh, along with testing and commissioning of those areas uh, when you get into the education department you know there's uh, they're consistently upgrading their network, mm -hmm. you know, to meet new standards. Mm. So from all of the stuff that you've experienced in the trade, what would you say is your favourite and why? Favourite I'm still yet to venture because I've done so many favourite fields of work. They're all, they're all very different, yep. but then in the whole aspect of electrical and comms, you know, they're all the same. It's just you're pleasing different customers, you know. Yeah. Um, and when you get into the markets of the mining, which I'm starting to venture into, uh, the installation practices they utilise out there are 
slightly different than um, the way we generally do it in a Perth installation, which yeah. some I've been amongst on, you know, top-end data centre fit-outs where the quality, consistency, yeah. the um, overall visual aspect of the job when it's completed, photographers can come in, take photos, and it looks like a statement piece. Yeah. You know, that's that's the market that I very much enjoy because your installation is just, it's pristine. Creating art yeah, with your electrical you're creating work. art. Yeah. And not along with just creating an art piece, it functions to, you know, to what speeds it's meant to be once yeah. it's all commissioned. And obviously being able to do that productively as well. So you're yeah, not spending 20 hours just bending the conduit you know, perfectly yeah, <laughs> and recutting no, it and redoing no, it. No, but the plan of attack with that would be doing things in bulk. Yeah. You know, minimising motions. And in an environment like that, you can very easily, you know, accommodate for that yeah. by using workbenches, jigs, templates, um, practices where you can install cat or prep cabling. And then you do one whole install of bulk. Yeah. Um, you know, having uh, different tools for the trade in place just to make the job run smooth. Yeah. Um, with mining, I find that there is a lot of pacing around that I'm yet to try and um, achieve and target out there yeah. where people are a lot more organised sure. in the way they go about doing their jobs. Yeah, cool. Well, I think that's a good little intro into what we're going to be talking about. So can you just run us through exactly what we're going to be talking about today? Like what's the core concept that you're going to teach us? Yeah, so uh, productivity, increasing productivity, um, setting goals for yourself, uh, going through the seven Ps, which is prior preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance. Cool. Uh, and the two second lean, which was adopted by Toyota's production system yep. back in the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's essentially just using simple steps to achieve two seconds saved within your day. Yeah, doesn't sound like much, but when you multiply that by a company of 10, 20, 30, 80, in excess of a couple of hundred, that's when you notice your differences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one less trip that you have to go back to the exactly. van. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. One less trip, having tools for the tasks. Yeah. Um, Thinking and, it through. Yeah. So we can just jump into step one. So step one is prior preparation. So let's talk about prior preparation, and maybe we'll give an example so the listeners and the learners can visualize what you're talking about and on each one so residential commercial and mining maybe so so let's go prior preparation for residential setting to begin with yeah so prior preparation um knowing your job uh understanding where your tools are having your tools that you use day in day out in the most accessible position um also having toolkits for tasks so if you're going up to doing a testing job uh, you've got your test equipment with all your leads in good working order ready yep. to go um, it's one one piece of device that you can grab but it, yeah, yep. as I said everything in there same with if you're doing heavy drilling you could have a heavy drilling fixings yep. um, box or container or backpack I like to pop it on the back it's a bit easier yep. more level to cart around especially some of them can be a bit heavy yeah um, and yeah accessible within a vehicle i really like that i think too many electricians just have one big bag and they've got one tool belt and then you sort of oh i've got to grab that tool and i'm gonna have that tool if you're starting to do that how many times are you going to forget like one tool that you need yeah you just get up there like damn it all right there's your two seconds gone you got to go back to the van and grab it 
yeah so that's preparation you know making sure you got the gear there ready to go at hand yeah um for domestic or even commercial yeah uh, using trolleys to get gear to and from areas uh then getting into engineering if you've got drawings engineering the drawings ensuring that um they're pre-built uh generally i go on a left to right top to bottom you yeah. know as if we're reading a book some people label all over the shop yeah just run through your process of um, labeling the yeah plans. so labeling a set of plans you know if you're coming from the electrical comms room you label out from there left to right top to bottom uh, if you're doing a, a comm set of drawings left to right top to bottom yeah uh, with that you know spending the time actually clear legible writing um, utilizing colors as well I find might sound silly yeah but utilizing different colors highlights makes it so much easier to itemize each product mm-hmm. once you've got your products there then you can figure out you know what materials you need or if drawings don't line up with notes on the side or with any um, other supporting documents for that particular project yeah you know generally if you spend the time looking over the whole set then you can generally figure out hey hold on there's something missing here mm. um, we're missing this little product or what you've itemized there is not as per yeah. the tender. So what, say if you've got a new guy just started with you, he's an experienced tradesman but never worked with plans before, what would your advice be to him like starting out? You've just talked to me about listing it all, but is there any other tips that you'd give on really interpreting the, st- the, the yeah, plans and really understanding them? Definitely, and where that comes into is understanding the overall pathways of a project, making pathways as easy and accessible for future works. You know, a lot of times uh, that gets missed out or when a pre-build is designed, it's not designed in a way that at the end of the job, when we're commissioning, we wanna make the commissioning so quick and efficient mm. that we're going in and out of each room all the way back to where we started. Yep, instead of zigzagging all instead over the place. Instead of zigzagging all over the place. You know, I've seen yep. it done a lot. Do you do any markup on the plan when you're testing? Yeah, it's either change of color, either yep. a highlight color to indicate that's a certain um, element of that project Progress. or that progression yep. done. Yep. If there's anything, and generally red, greens, and and oranges yeah. or a yellow, you know, whatever green color. is done, it's good. Yeah. If there's a fault detected, you know, it could be a yellow or a red. Yeah. You know, utilizing colors, you know, they indicate progression on a project, mm. and then can be incorporated into spreadsheets. Yeah for uh, monitoring. So when you're standing in front of the plans, are you thinking, all right, let's do that first and put a one, let's do that second, put a two. How do you go about organizing the work, what you're gonna start with, what you're gonna finish with? How do you go about that? Pretty much um, what you've just mentioned. Yeah. You know, you get your uh, you get your staff to start working out pathways so they visually can see where things are gonna be going to and from. Yep. Um, from there, uh, a drawing is already pre-built, you can assign certain tasks for people to start pre-cabling yep. or putting containment up for that cabling to be installed onto or in. in. Um, also by that time, generally in the start of a project, you would get an inrush of materials coming in. Mm. Now some projects, uh, especially with cutovers of projects, you know, uh, it can be very beneficial to unpack pre-label and pre-itemize each job or project within a pack for a particular room uh, or that's area. That's a good idea. Yeah. Which, um, you know, if you do have that extra person 
not that I like seeing people sitting around, there's always something to do. Mm. That's that one thing to do, start unpacking in bulk. Yeah. In one area, confined to one specific location, material or rubbish straight in bins, your item put to the side. Yeah. You know, off, off a pre-build, you can work out every single item you know or which you need. Yeah. From there, you know what it's going to be labelled at the end. Yeah. So you can pre-build everything. And on bulk installs, I see it just a massive time saver. Yeah, you for know, sure. And storage, that material which you might fill up a whole room with or a whole pallet, you could compress down to probably a quarter of its capacity. Yeah. If you store that in a good, you know, area, you don't want it kicking around in the back of your car, especially if you've got, you know, IPA labels or engraved labels. Yeah. Um, anything like that. A Dymo label. Yeah. You know, they can get scratched and damaged. But, yep. you know, if people understand the purpose of getting stuff done in bulk, Yep. quick and efficient in one location, um, the benefits down the track. Cool. When you're cutting something over, it's just bam, cut over. You just plug your test equipment in, you got your result. Yeah. Even pre-laying cables, pre-laying cables out to an area and having them already pre-tested and essentially that last part of the cable, once that's done, that's the job essentially completely Completed. finished. Tested, yep. labelled the lot. Yeah, nice. You've already got your pre-build, which is, which is eventually your uh, construction drawings, already done. There's notes on there, shows you cable pathways, even cable pathways, having them uh, highlighted. Yep. You know, for a customer to see that. Yeah. You know, it. Some customers actually pay for it. Yeah. You know, they, they they want they know to you're see. Organized. Yeah, they want to see everything how it's laid above ceiling, below ceiling, yep. under floor what type of containment it is um, right down to photos to show that that is yep. the end result that's how your cables are laid visually overhead well they can see them yeah but it's the hidden stuff sometimes they don't see yeah cool now i like that hmm. i like the theme that we're running on here we've got you know everything is just trying to minimize that like you said the two the two second lean it's always just like looking at that little thing that you can do to optimize the speed when you're doing these sort of, yeah. sort of jobs um, coming back to the residential stuff, which I'm really experienced with, and small jobs sort of stuff, it's it's about future planning for all of the types of jobs that you're going to do, and making sure that when you're planning all of this out, you know, you know and understand the type of work that you've got possibly coming up. Because yeah. with maintenance stuff and small job sort of uh, projects, then those sort of things that you've just got to say, well, if we do have this sort of job, say a ceiling fan install, or you yeah. know something like that, we'll keep that in stock in your van, otherwise you're gonna to drive to the wholesaler to pick up a, va- a fan yeah. or something silly like that. So it's future, it's the exact same concept, it's just on multiple little things. Yeah. It's the same as if you have a big project on a commercial setting and you've got all the different rooms. If you think of all the different rooms, there's different houses that you have to go to or little shops that you have to go to yeah. throughout the day. Same with the zigzagging, scheduling the jobs tightly so you're not zigzagging all over the city. Exactly. You want it to be daisy chaining around, like you said. Yeah. So little things that you can do. Yeah, and one thing working domestically, sometimes you are governed by not a great vast um, area for storing materials, you know. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't mean that where you're storing materials, you can hyper condense them as well. Yeah. You know, you get a box of. Um, uh, one gang plates. Oh yeah. You know you can condense them down to use up less storage if needed. Yeah. Um, labeling of storage boxes and having things in order. You yeah. know, all your um, 
components like saddles and couplings, they all go together. So why would you mismatch them? Yeah. I've seen vehicles where it's so hard, you know, I could almost tell a person to the pinpoint where gear is stored within my vehicle. When you're working in domestic, that I find is very important, keeping the stock for the job so you're ready to go gallivanting around trying to get gear. It's not really yep. the thing. Um, same with some installations, you can pre-build them from home. If you know what's going to happen or pre-arrange um, uh, your materials from the office, having them ready to go, uh, even items pre-labeled, yep. test equipment in the box. So that tub or that box is, when you get to that job, you've got everything in That's there. That's what it's for. And you rely on the vehicle to be your afterstock. Yeah, cool. You know, And once it's used, Replenish it. Yeah. You know, keep on top of it. Yeah. It's really important. We've got a tester response where the guys have to be able to tell us with their eyes shut where things are stored. Yeah. Every single van, because with our type of work, we don't have all the different departments. We, we're very niche, we're very specific. So all of our vans are exactly the same. So it's like a Bunnings, when you mm. walk into Bunnings, you know exactly where to go to get to the electrical, or you know exactly where to go to go to timber. So with our vans, exactly all of the places that they put the stock, the switches, the PowerPoints, the fans, everything is exactly the same. So if apprentices are working around in different vans, yeah. they know exactly where things are. Exactly. And you're really making it as efficient as possible. Yeah. Plus, like you said, identifying what stock you do or don't have. One thing that really pisses me off as a boss is that if I go into someone's van and I see RCDs on the rack, RCDs in the, on the ground, RCDs up on the din kit, mm. it's like, fucking hell, just put the RCDs in one spot so you know, just by looking at it for half a second, if you've got RCDs or not. Yeah. I remember one person left uh, one of our companies and uh, they, I checked the van afterwards and had 22 10 amp RCBOs in there. Wow, and, so uh, oversupply. Oversupply. And that you get damaged material. Yeah, damaged all over the place. They were like, not just in one spot, they were po probably over like 10 different locations within the van. Sorting and standardizing is very important there. Yep each day in the morning, even before you start work, that's probably the best time to do it. Oh yeah, clear head. Clear head, you sort, you standardise. If you've got rubbish in there, get rid of the rubbish. Yep. Start fresh every day. I find that very important. Yep. Our most efficient people have the cleanest fans. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, cool. Sweet, so that's that's one thing that we've took, hit on. Anything else that you've got in terms of prior preparation that can really enhance the productivity of the people on site? Uh, yeah, making sure you've got Devices in place for lifting materials if you're on a construction project, making sure that you've got trolleys, yep. you know, for storing and manoeuvring lots of gear, you know, rather than lugging upstairs or holding on to items for long periods of time. I've seen that done a lot yep. in the construction industry, and all it takes is just having a small trolley. Doesn't even have to be a big one. You're yep. not carrying everything around with you. Yeah. But um, or or itemising materials within a building, you know, if you are on a project which is could well be high rise yeah so with i'm just going to test you here like thinking back on all the projects and all the different things that you've been doing what are some things that you see other people do which could be easily improved with a few little hacks and don't have to go into the hacks just outline some naughty habits that people have that you see often like you said you see people holding stock quite a lot what's some other things back and forth going to get things yep. from store areas or you know, even whether you're on site, construction, commercial, even in residential, back and forth from a van just yep. to get connectors. Yeah. You know, whereas if you have a tool kit for a specific task, you grab that, it's got everything in it. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know, you need cable clips. You might not need them for that install, but they're in there ready to go. Yep. In a little nice, neat storage tub. Yep. You know, easy accessible. Yep. Along with the tools that are there for putting that item on the wall. Yep. Or in a ceiling. Yep. Being prepared. Yeah. And like you said just before, like doing those checks every day to make sure that those little storage, like even your tool belt is replenished with the stuff that you yep. use from the day having, before. Having a notepad, documenting your materials list and your basically having a to-do list for the day. Working off to-do list is very beneficial as well. When yep. you get to a job, you know I'm gonna need this, this, this. Well, that task there, I could then assign to other workers. Yep. And and if you've got a big enough um, to-do list, all you've got is other people helping you out. It's like, this is a to-do list on yep. this big sheet. Yep. That's priority. And then follow on with these. It stops a lot of that back and forth. Yeah, what should I do now? What should I do now? What should I do now? You know, if you've got that all written down, drawings, to-do list for a day, that can be your, your workers set. Yeah. You know, if they've got any questions, they will come and see you. Yeah. You know, and all it takes is spot checks and just to touch base, see how they're going, yeah. see the progression, and then from that, seeing the progression and the installation, then going, all right, is that measurable against times for tasks? Yeah. Like, is are we gonna lose here out big yep. time or are we running pretty good? Yeah. You know, in general, a lot of the time, it's about just shifting people's mentality of starting off a job and progressing with the job, shifting their mentality into a production line kind of system so you're not working super hard, you're not busting your balls. Yeah. You've got tools for tasks. Yeah. You've got tools for jobs. You've got workbenches specific for a task. Yep with the gear on it, ready to go. Yeah. You know, it might only need a pair of side cutters and a Phillips head screwdriver. But if you're doing that particular task for long periods of time, you know, it could be fitting off patch panels or working in a uh, switchboard. You know, yeah. if you're fitting off patch panels, for instance, you could have a workbench and you're standing up at a wor- better working height, better posture, it's much easier than sitting down on the floor or on a bench bent back uh, at a lower so. height, bent back standing up way more better yeah, and much more productive yep. as well. Yeah, cool. Coming back to your production line, I want people and listeners and learners to really think about that production line mentality because you think, oh, I don't work in a factory. Well, you don't have to. Think your production line is every little task that you have to do from start to finish like you've been talking about today. Mm. But if that little analogy there, production line, this is a production line. I can't skip something. Otherwise, something's going to go wrong. I'm going to have to go back. You can do the production line of your task in your head if it's small while you're standing at the van and planning it out. So prior preparation, Hmm. coming back to that again. And taking notes. If you know throughout the day I'm running low on particular gear, write it down. Yeah. Once it's written down, at the end of that day or that week, you've got every item that you know that you're missing. Yeah. Rather than trying to, you know, scratch your head going, oh, yeah, I remember I needed some gear and I I can't remember what it was now. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. Guess what, that will matter, yeah. you know, on the next project potentially. The hack we teach in the academy is using Siri. Like yeah, you can say, Siri, Siri remind me to. Yeah. It goes into a capture all reminders list and then that's your list when you get to order stuff. It's all there for yeah, you. Yeah, Siri is very handy. Sweet. Let's get on to step number two. So step number two, I think, is just about understanding what piss poor performance is. So yeah. give me a bit of an outline. What's piss poor performance? Piss poor performance is not flowing a consistent progress on a job. You know, the time is all over the shop. It takes too long to do this, too long to do that. Some things are getting done way too quick. 
and you think, yeah, that's great, we're kicking goals, and then you go out and you see the install, and the install practices mm. are poor. Yeah. You're then going back over your work, undoing it, fixing it up, potentially causing loss of material yep. or and productivity time. Yeah. You know, whereas but taking some simple steps and not going gung ho on a job. Yeah. Um, and understanding the project, the quality. Sometimes the customers have pretty high qualities out there, you know, yep. and we need to adhere to them. You know, documentation is very critical, yeah. uh, especially when, we, when you get into hospitals. You know, you get something wrong there. Oh, yeah. Could go really wrong. Yeah, that's um, right. And document control as well. Yep. You know, making sure that uh, you it's essentially your proof at the end of the day. All your document is in place, proving a particular point, PowerPoint, data point, fiber optic termination device in a particular spot that's guaranteed it's got a particular barcode essentially yep. it's got an item a, a circuit protection you know an identification for that device and it's set in stone then yeah um along with a photo potentially to prove yep that's it it's level square okay. fixed to the wall because at the end of the day sometimes you know you can come across jobs where there's some damage to components and if you can't prove that hang on no we have installed that yeah here's our testing our documentation now it's gone faulty mm. something it's generally the user the customer at the other end that yeah. that could and you can prove that yeah you can prove and it that. saves cost which will increase productivity exactly yeah and it can stop a call out yeah by just you know running through documentation to a customer yeah going yep this is it this is what we've got this is what we've installed yeah yeah performance I guess would be minimizing the downtime and you know, making it as installed at the highest level at the shortest amount of time without cutting corners. Yeah. So you cut corners, it's going to come back and bite you on your ass, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And it's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not as per standard. You know, yeah. you cut a corner, guaranteed you're cutting a corner in the rule book. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Whether it's electrical or comms work. Yeah. Anything in the, in the trade. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's really visually apparent all of the different things that people can do to become more uh, productive on site. So when it comes to the two second lean, just run us over. So that was a Toyota process back in the, what, 1990s? 1990s. So tell me a little bit about that and how we can apply that in the electrical industry. Yeah, so a two second lean. um, If you're doing a particular task uh, for a long period of time, um, day to day, just thinking about what materials are you using? What what equipment have you got to do the job? Yep. Is there going to be something that is at a better working height? Say, for instance, a project I was working on, Curtin University, upgrading our comms infrastructure, cutting over from uh, Category 5 to Category 6. Yep. But the drop saw, everything isolated outside the building, bunted off area, pre-building this duct. But in the meantime, we'd already done a full scope of the building, each room, and the duct measurements were already taken. We pre-built the duct outside the building with the lid, everything ready to go, labelled. When that went in the room, we also had a box of material ready to go, already labelled, PowerPoints already itemised, the data points already itemised with the mech in there, ready to go. So when that cutover happened, it nice happened and quick. quick. Very quick, yeah, very nice. easy. It was a much safer environment. Yep. But that was simply by just realizing, hey, we're chopping on the floor. We've got a lot of chops to do here. Let's make it safer, more easier, 
workbenches, all it takes is, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour. It could even be an hour yeah. to go and get your, get some benches ready. Yeah. Working at a better height so you're not bending over, you know. It's much safer, yeah. much easier, and proven to be much quicker too. Cool. You know, all your gears there ready to go. You're not chasing in and out of these, um, essentially like classrooms, one to the next to the next, shifting furniture. Yeah. You know, leaving gear behind. You know, there was none of that. All the gear was exactly encountered for in one spot. Nice. If anything was missing there on, well, it's happened in the transition. Yeah. But everything clean wrapped up, ready to go. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Right to a point that that project was at least a couple of weeks ahead yep. for the areas on a schedule which was pro, um, proposed to be done in two weeks' time. That was already pre-built. Yep. The cabling already installed, tested to a consolidation point. Yep. Which then, therefore, we just need to do the final one leg of the cable. Yep. Once it's cut over, it's cut over. We're out of that room, cleaned up, tidy. Don't even have to go back into test. Yeah. You can't say that doesn't save time. Just for a little bit of thought yep. pro- prior to starting the job, planning yep. it out, getting tools, equipment, gear for um, specific tasks. Yeah. You know, the drop saw, that had all the protection gear ready. Yep. Even had a, a short video to go along with it to say, this is what we are going to be doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. This is the way, this process we are going to take. We have a, a guy going through pre-taking measurements, a guy doing the cutting, yep. and then a guy following through after doing the installation with another crew. Excellent. And the whole transition of the project just went smooth. Nice. So what would be the average electrician's way of doing that same job? One room at a time. Yeah. Not working to a schedule. Yeah. See, we were working in an environment where there was a lot of staff that, you know, they didn't want too much noise within the area or mm-hmm. we couldn't turn off. Uh, power to a particular room but through a pre-scope of the building we knew which circuits would be affected so we could then schedule a time we are working in this area we are working then in this area so yep. we'd create hot spots for people where they could go to another area operate as uninterrupted yep. away from the noise and then come back and everything's cut over client would have loved that they yeah. would have and but from there the snowball effect more work more work yeah more buildings yeah you can see like with what you just said, even with the organizing the schedule for the classroom to be somewhere else, other people would have gone in and gone, oh, we need to work in there now. We'll just have to wait until they finish class and then we'll get in there, you know, and then that's wasted time, you know. And yeah. what happens is you you usually quote for those sort of projects up front and you, you lose a lot of money in just waiting around. Waiting so, around, yeah. yeah. But if you have already given them a schedule saying, this is what we're going to do, yeah. are you happy with that? Generally, they're over the moon. They're like, oh, geez. So all we've got to do is on that date, shift there and come so back organized. and it's all good. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Well, we could have you back here more often. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of um, snowball that happens from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So just want to jump into where people will get this wrong. So maybe a good way to do this is, say if you've got a new electrician who's just out there, just starting out and with you, hasn't been trained very well through their apprenticeship, they're a tradie now, you've got full capacity in them so they can go out and do their own work, but you need to give them some tips on what not to do. So can you just run through a couple of things just to make paint a clear picture? Uh, yeah, procrastination. Don't take too long thinking about uh, all the time mm. how to do things better. You know, things should just come at the spur of the moment. Um, 
if it doesn't, if if you come up with a strategy on how to undertake a project, it needs to be measured, you know, because sometimes it does not work for yeah. others as it will for yourself. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, what I've found is keeping it simple and sweet. Yeah. Simplifying tasks for people, making them very manageable, and for that particular person themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, whether they are an apprentice or a tradesman, uh, even with the tradesman, sometimes they might not have that kind of skill set to go about just naturally thinking about the project themselves. Yeah. But all it takes is just breaking it down for them. Yeah. Break it down into each component. Teaching them to compartmentalize it as well. Yeah. That's a real, that's a skill in itself. Like seeing a big project and say, well, yeah, it's big, but if we break this into little chunks, yeah, it's not that hard. It's just a matter of, okay, once we've broken them into all the little chunks, what order will we do them in? Yeah. And with priority as well, you know, priority, generally they come along with uh, deadlines. Sure. Um, sometimes people get under pressure with that. But the thing is, if you actually take a step back, realize okay this task has to be done by this time doesn't mean you can't take five minutes to go jot down a couple of notes i expect by lunchtime we should be up to here or we yeah. should at least have our gear out of the car ready to go yeah um and stuff happening you know by that stage i can get young joe blogs over here to start you know knocking up some containment i can get young peter over here to you know start unpacking gear um, and that that's essentially it. Yeah. I really love what you just said about the notepad. Like, mm. it literally is, it, do you remember defragging your computer? Yeah. Defragmenting? Like, if you're trying to hold all of the things that you have to do in your mind, yeah. fucking hell, you're going to get overwhelmed. It's harder for other people to, to understand it, whereas if you write it down and you jot down step by step, this is, and, and it's like a pre-start in the morning, yeah. you know, you'd have a quick pre-start. Yeah. That's great because you know if the other person is on the same level as you, yeah. if they understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So like by this time today, we should have this this stage of the project done. You know, Then we can pack that the ladders away. when We don't need them. So in that afternoon, any time we're going to the vehicle, they can go. Right On that way back, we're probably going to need some test equipment, so you might as well bring that now because we're going to need it later. Oh, so many people. We'll just go and get the you know, PowerPoint, come back, not bring the test gear, have to go back, yeah, go and get exactly. the test gear again. Yeah, instead of keeping it in your head, you know, you get it out. If you've got it on a paper or a notepad, on a uh, essentially a to-do list, yeah. it's a daily schedule, yeah. daily report. Yeah. From there, you've written down everything that you've done. If you haven't done something, well, tomorrow we'll target <laughs> that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, it towards the end of a project, that's where you notice it a lot because you don't miss out on, oh, yeah, I remember that piece of duck or... Mm. That board over there, we forgot to tie in that last bolt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you've got that documented, it's easier to go, right, let's tick these little ones off here. Yeah. I love it. So can anyone do this, man? Like, is this something that everyone can do? Or should people submit to like, nah, I'm just an electrician or I'm just an apprentice? What do you think about that? Nah, look, it's, it's in everyone to improve each day. Having a little stopwatch, you know, figure out how long you take yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're making your job easier for yourself. Now, I'm going out of my way to actually encourage other people to actually think about what they're doing, thinking about using particular tools for a task, so for, uh, so for say. What do you say to people that are like, oh, nah, it's, that's for my supervisor to do, or that's for my tradesman to do? 
yeah, on my no. lead tradesman to do. What's, what should you say to those people direct? Um, I reckon each individual should learn how to do each and every component of every installation. Yeah. Um, because therefore, you know, what, why wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's when you get synergy. Synergy is, comes from that. When everyone knows every step and mm. knows how to do it from top to bottom, then you get this awesome synergy in your team where everyone's like, yeah, you're doing that, you're doing that, yeah, boom, 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 boom. There's none of this like, oh, what should I do next? You get consistency with it as well. Yeah. Quality and quantity. Yeah. Um, and why, why hold your knowledge in yourself? You yeah. know, get it out there. All the little tips and tricks for the trade, you know, there's no point holding it in. Yeah, open I mean, it up. Open it up. Mm-hmm. There's new devices coming out on the market. Laser levels, geez, how much time can that save you? Yeah. How much time do you think? I mean, even pre, pre-designing a layout on the floor rather than going up and down, you yeah. can pre-design everything on the floor and just plumb it up. Yeah. Makes it so much more easier. Yeah. Less effort. Yeah. Less effort equals less time. Yeah. Less time, well, you've got more time for yourself. Yeah. Or get more work done and then you're ahead on the project. Yeah. You know, it's a good, good thing if a company can see you being consistently ahead on a project yeah you know and um quality and consistency everything is as if the same person's done it but you could have multiple people in and out on that project but they follow the same guidelines the same practices the same quality i think to bridge the gap too just something i understand that i've always worked on is just trying to improve that one percent rather than looking at someone going oh they're a supervisor they know way more than me i'll just go ask them just focus on 1%, just w- like your two s- second lean is mm. 1% growth. Just the tiny little things that you can grow on every single day, reflecting on that in your notepad. It's like today I learnt, today I learnt. And yeah. if you've got those little growths every single day compounded over 10, 17 years, yeah. man, you know a lot of stuff. If you have to keep shifting that same box every day to get to what's behind it, why wouldn't you just shift that box and bring the other thing forward? Yeah. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. Cool, man. Uh, thanks for your time today. No worries. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Cheers, Very Chris. much for having me. It's been an interesting last six months. We've been really working hard towards improving the learning management system that we've built for the electrical industry to improve their skills, whether a business owner or an electrician. And I'm really pumped to announce that in the next couple of weeks, we are launching Academy V3. It's an unbelievably flexible platform where you can actually see all of the learning paths and create your own courses and ask your own questions to your staff members. Now, if you're an electrician and just want to improve your skills, there's something in there for you as an electrician platform user. There's heaps of how to be better on site, how to get the most out of your employment with your employer, how to understand technical things like fault finding and all of the different technical aspects of the trade, but also how to better educate yourself using your staff around you or the other people you work with and your boss. So that is for the electricians. If you're a business owner, the academy is unbelievable for helping you find freedom within your job. So if you are stuck working huge hours at the moment and you want to learn how to scale your business, put staff on, or even just stay a sole trader but really become as profitable as possible, the business platform is amazing for that. And where the new academy really shines is in the team platform where team employers can actually build their own courses, build their own questions and use either academy content or questions or build your own and have a mixture. 
So you can really customize it depending on the type of business you are and what you really want to get out of your staff. So if you want to set up induction courses, if you want to teach your staff on your company values and ask them questions about it, if you want to ask your specific technical questions, you can do all that in your new academy. And if you don't have the time to build your own courses, you can just use the academy content that's in there. As a whole, we've got over 500 training videos. And what I'm really excited about is now that we've built it, we're moving on to creating more content for you guys again. So you can expect a lot more podcasts coming out, a lot more information, but where the value truly is, is on the academy. And I hope to have you a part of that.